2: Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com
0: for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code
1: LISTEN. This is a very rushed intro to the show because I'm... Babysitting? I don't know if you call her a baby anymore. She's two. Is that a baby? She's not a baby. I am childminding. Is it called childminding when it's your child? I don't think so either. Stephen, come on, wake up. I'm just with my daughter. She's downstairs watching cartoons, and it's a very rushed intro to the show because I didn't. Um, I I was. Do you know the way? Sometimes you're too organized, and then you can find that um, you're too organized that you're going to forget something at the end. So if you planned your packing to go on a trip. To go on the plane, and you packed your suitcase two days before, and you got everything ready, blah 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 blah, and you're so organized, and then you'll turn up to the airport and you forgot your passport. Do you know you, Do you know that way? Well, that's what that's what happens with the, with this podcast. I'm too organized with it. I've recorded it and and half edited it over a week ago, and I was just like, oh yeah, I just have to do the intro. But I always do the intro the day before in case. Something topical has happened, etc, etc. And uh, now it's Tuesday evening before the show, and I'm only making this bloody thing now. I'd usually have it done well before that. Anyway, sorry, it's rushed. I can see I've already blabbered for a minute quite fast there. But it's because, at any moment, if you hear in the background... Dada! I'll have to run. You might hear cartoons in the background. It's okay. She's good. I made her dinner, okay? I've made her dinner. Fantastic dinner. She's just absolutely delighted with it. She's down there watching a bit of cartoons before it's shower time and bedtime and all that. Because mummy is out tonight. But we're having fun today. What's happening? Th- there is a lot of news. Um, There's a lot of news. But the first thing, obviously, which has been on all... You know, the whole world is talking about it. But what a tragedy Um, about all those people that were um unfortunately died in the helicopter crash in California there was i think nine people in total um and of course poor uh Gianna Bryant and Kobe Bryant were on the helicopter as well and i'm not like i love basketball as a sport i never kept up with it that much it was one of those sports that i always wanted to play but it's one of those things where you know a real athlete uh a star who kind of transcends the sport you know what I mean and it's uh, if you're into sports at all something like that is just awful you know because um, Kobe Bryant was uh, yeah he's uh, such a cliche but what an inspiration he was he was just one of these guys that was so driven and wanting to be the best but was such a good guy and always pushed by, but you know he was just such an example he pushed himself so hard at everything that he did that he just you know he kind of made well he certainly made me kind of want to be better at anything that I do you know and when people like that are gone, it's a real, real, real tragedy. Um, and it's awful that, like, he was he was basically on the way to a game, his daughter's game, and his daughter's teammates and, and parents were on that uh, helicopter as well. So we can only, um, I suppose, send our prayers or condolences and all that stuff to the families of everybody involved. And, uh, yeah, uh, very sad, very sad, uh, very sad day and, I think it was Sunday when we all found out. It was just a bit mad. It was just a bit, you know, if if you're not into basketball, I suppose it, it it's the equivalent of like hearing that Cristiano Ronaldo has passed away all of a sudden, you know, out of nowhere or something, or Lionel Messi, you know. Um. So it's uh, it was sad, but anyway, our thoughts and prayers and all that with their families, and um, yeah, that was the I suppose that was the big news this week in Ireland. There's loads of you know the election is um is coming up and so there's loads of debates and there's loads of memes going around and funny gifs and all that kind of stuff between politicians arguing with each other. I mean, it's no Brexit, unfortunately. It's not like watching the, you know, members of parliament going at it going,
0: ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an,
1: you know, it's nothing like that. The debates aren't as juicy over here, but um, there's a bit of crack anyway. It's good. And jeez, uh, I see Mary Lou, who's uh, the leader of the now president of Sinn Féin, and uh, she's busting the balls of uh, the two main parties at the moment. I'm... I am I would not be surprised if Sinn Féin make huge leaps in this uh, general election. And uh, I kind of would like, I'd like them to, I've, for years I've kind of would let, like to see them have a crack at it. And there's plenty of people out there going, you're fucking only voting for terrorists. Go fuck yourselves. Um, I like their policies and uh, I like what they've, I don't know that they can necessarily execute it. But I like what they're about, what they're talking about at the moment. And they're talking, and they have been talking for years in a way that the other main parties haven't. And um, so, yeah, I'd be interested to see them in in uh, in government. I don't know if they're going to make it into government, but they might make it as... Well, I, I was going to say they might make it as a coalition. I don't think they they will make it as a coalition because they refuse to go into coalition with any of the main parties, as far as I know. But it'd be interesting to see um, if Sinn Féin do get in. There's certainly... if. You know, I think they could at least be a major opposition in, in, in the in the Dole and the Houses of Parliament. But interesting times. I think the election is very, uh, very soon, very close by in the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, interesting times in Ireland. What else is going on? A fantastic weekend at the International Comedy Club last weekend. Thank you so much. Sold out the whole weekend. It was great crack. Um, I was on with Damo Clark and Maurice Gahan, and uh, it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Ripper, ripper shows, as Damo would say, and uh, had yeah, super good fun doing that. So thanks to everybody who came out. I'm in. Excuse me, I got hiccups, and I'm. I know, I, can, I know, you can feel that I'm panicking, but. At any point, I could be running downstairs. But I am in Galway this weekend in the Town Hall Theatre. I was there uh, before Christmas for Des Bishop uh, for his tour, for the Take the Points tour. And I'm going to be back with Joanne McNally's show. So I'll be opening for Joanne in Galway on uh, Thursday, the 30th of January, and Friday, the 31st. In the Town Hall, Joanne McNally's show is called The Prosecco Express. Um, I was going to say get tickets on lot, but I'm pretty sure it's sold out. Um, but if you are going to, if you want to go see a great show, go see Joanne McNally. Um, she's touring all over the country, and her show is absolutely fantastic. I saw it in Edinburgh just after she'd written it, essentially. And uh, it was a great, great show. So, um, yeah, check it out if you can. I'll be in the comedy. I'm headlining the Comedy Crunch on Tuesday, the 4th of February. And I'll be in Limerick, actually, on the 6th of February which is a Thursday with Joanne again. So, that is all the gigging news. Plenty of other gigs to come. Follow me on Instagram at hellostevo. And what else is there? Here's the big news, right? I I know I panicked, and hopefully I'll get a minute to tell you this, But and I've already told... Very few people know this news already, and I'm telling um, you guys now, because you're all the... ...loyal, fantastic listeners of the show. And um, it's time to tell you all... ...that the Hello Stevo podcast... ...is coming to an end. Yep, that's what I said. The show is coming to an end. This is not the last episode. There will be a few more episodes. We will be going as far as episode number 52... But the podcast is coming to an end now. There are those of you out there, anyone who's listening at this point will be um, most likely a little upset by it because you've been listening all along. And thank you so much for that. It's been a fantastic year and that's what it will be by the time I get to number 52. That will be 52 weeks, the 52 weeks of the year. And I'll have done one year of podcasts and I'm delighted to have done that. And um, it was my original goal to set out to do that when I decided to do something. You know, when you decide to do something, and sometimes it's like, um, sometimes it's like, you know, you might just start it and you just kind of start and stop, and you start and farts and flutters, and you never really commit to the thing, and you never really follow it out that well. And I committed to a year of doing Hello Stevo podcast and um, decided to 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 give it that and see where I where the land lay after that, you know. And up until very recently, I have been going, um, yeah, it's gonna it's going well, we're gonna keep going, and and I'm happy out with it. But over the last, I would say, month or so, there's been a lot of things that have been coming on my on my plate, which has meant that um lots of different projects, lots of things i'm I'm involved in creating, lots of things that I'm making that have meant that i've something had to give in order for me to be able to commit to these other projects in twenty twenty well, excuse me. So various things, like I'm sure you guys have seen Son of a Preacher, man. So that's a show that will still be touring, a stand-up comedy show that will still tour around another bit. I'm writing a second show that will have to be ready for August. So that's the second hour of stand-up comedy, um, which is its own work in itself. Um, I wrote a, a couple of TV shows and stuff like that that are doing the rounds and people are liking it and stuff like that. And there's other uh, projects on the go as well that have just meant that if I'm going to do them and if I'm going to commit to them, because if I, if, if I do something, I really like to commit to it and do my best that I can with it. But I knew that something had to give and it just kind of seemed to be timing more than anything. It was kind of coming to the end of my commitment to myself of doing the podcast. And um, and I decided that, uh, hey, maybe the podcast has a break or it comes to an end. I, I don't quite know yet, um, but it's definitely going to be stopping for now. As some people have put it to me, um, maybe I'll do it once a month. Um, maybe it will be a. Um, uh, maybe this is just the end of season one. Who knows? Maybe it comes back in a different format. Who knows? But I just want to say to everybody out there who has been listening that I'm so thankful uh, for all the interaction I've had with you. I'm so thankful to everybody for listening. It's been a great year. I can't genuinely cannot knock any of it. There's not. I'm not. That's the thing about it. I'm not leaving the podcast. I'm not going to stop doing it because I don't like it. That's the thing. Um so in a sense it's kind of it was a difficult decision to make, but I've had to make loads of these decisions in my life and um I never kind of turn, look back and regret any of them, and you can and I kind of just have to, you know, I'm I, I'm giving it the, the break now because it's um it's just come to that uh point uh where I have other things that I'm like, I kind of want to give my energies to these things right now. And it just means that the podcast takes a hiatus or takes a break or that's the end of it. Now, is that the end of the Hello Stevo podcast? Absolutely. Is it the end of me podcasting? It's no, it's not the sorry, it's not absolutely the end of the podcast. Absolutely not. not, not necessarily. Um, and I've gotten loads of offers of doing other podcasts as well. And it's just meant that by stopping this for the for the moment for this moment in time that maybe i'll end up on other part projects on other podcast projects as well so there's other ideas that are going to be recorded a few other pilots and stuff like that that um that i'm working on and uh, i just really want to be able to commit to those ideas not to mention the tv stuff not to mention um some acting work that has been coming along and stuff like that and i kind of really want to commit a little bit more time to that writing the show uh being a dad (laughs) there's plenty to be getting on with and as i said i've absolutely loved the year that i had um i look you know i flick back through all the episodes and i kind of look at them and i go fuck i can't believe i did them all you know and i am proud of it i'm proud of the conversations that i've had i'm proud of the conversations that i've had with you the listeners and thank you everybody who has gotten in touch through social media and stuff Uh, I look back on, like, the very first episode that's on the thread is, you know, with John Connors, and what a conversation that was, talk about starting off with a bang, and that was an amazing one, because when that came out, he went and won an IFTA award the following week, Uh, my friend Kevin Powell, I remember those two in particular, because they were the first two that I recorded, but um, Kevin Powell and the amazing story that he had of the struggles that he's had in, in, in recent years, and... Um, Ashton Rogerson who was doing the amazing uh, running a canteen in a school and there were so many fantastic people great episodes with Michael Rice um, an episode with my mom. Um and that was the idea of the show was to bring people to you that you might ne- may not necessarily have heard of you know Julie J, all sorts of fantastic people um, so I've only got, I think this is episode 48 so I've only got like 4 more to do um and there's one of them is definitely booked up and i'm going to try to do the other three so there's only four more episodes going to come guys and um i'm really looking forward to doing them for you and uh doing something a little special for you and uh yeah that's that's it it's not goodbye if you're not already following me on the old instagram do at hello Stevo or follow me on uh facebook Stephen mullen comedy and uh, I'm genuinely grateful for this whole experience with the podcast, and we'll see we'll see where it goes from here. You know, we'll see what happens next. Maybe it does become a monthly thing or whatever. But there's definitely going to be a little bit of a break. Um, so I know I've said thank you about a million times, but genuinely, thank you for all your messages. Thank you for all those uh, who who have who have listened, and uh, you know, I hope nobody's too upset about it, but. I suppose it's it's on it's on to other things and um that's exciting as well and there'll be plenty I'll be making plenty of other stuff. That's what I like doing at the end of the day. I like making stuff for people, so that's never gonna stop. So while the podcast has stopped for now, I'm working on other stuff that, you know, it's for people, you know. And I'm really excited about the other things that I'm working on as well. And, um, you know, maybe nothing ever comes of them. Maybe some of these projects never see the light of day, but at least I gotta give it a shot. Hey? Eh? So Thank you so much uh, for everything, for journeying with me along the way. We've got another fantastic episode here with the wonderful Jenna that I uh, recorded there the other week. And I, I couldn't tell you. I haven't because I'm so disorganized after having been organized. I don't remember what this one is about. I don't remember what the conversations were about on this one. But um, before reco- look at that right on time. I'm coming. I got to go down. Yes, I'll put it on now. Wait one second. Okay, okay, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Jen is back. Enjoy this episode, and I will talk to you next week. Much love. <laughs> Steve! change of is it on? Is it on? Yeah. Oh, we are on. We are on. Hey, like
2: are
1: you no, joking me? No, I'm no, go, pee you. Up. No, I'm no, I mean I don't mean I'll go pee, that's not gonna help you. Do you, no, do you if
2: you pee, how wait. is that going to relieve my bladder? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you're aware of this, listeners, but we're actually Siamese twins joined at the bladder. <laughs>
1: there was a guy on Operation Transformation, and speaking of in. watching <laughs> speaking of watching, it's always TV with us. Operation Transformation, an RTE show, and it's actually heartwarming. It's when lots of people who are overweight and all that stuff, they go on the show, they stick to the diet, and you know, they lose loads of weight by the end of the I I don't know i didn't get to the end of the series but one guy has to poor god bless him from the age of 15 he had an issue with peeing basically and he has oh. to use a catheter now all the time what yeah so to go to the so he says sure i could be busting and i wouldn't know
2: oh <laughs> so there's a
1: problem in his bladder that he doesn't know he can't feel when it's full okay and, and it, it god, just
2: starts to leak out
1: well i don't Yeah, you know, I, I don't know but he basically has to go in and stick a pipe up there <laughs> to empty. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. Ouch. I don't even have a pipe and I do not want it going up there. Yikes.
1: What a noise. What a strong start to the show. <laughs> it
2: really is. So anyway. Wow, what a full bladder start to the show. Do you need to pee? I we can pause Okay. Okay. I don't. Right. Okay. I just was I was yanking your chain. I was yanking. Oh, don't be pipe. yanking any chains. <laughs> oh. Put your pipe away. Oh god. You've
1: had a trauma. You said you had a traumatic weekend or a traumatic mm. yesterday, wasn't well, it? Well,
2: yeah, it was one of those issues of uh, confronting the physical self. Don't worry, li- listeners. This isn't going to be again about how I need to go on a diet. But so, yesterday, okay. So, the past few podcasts we've done, you, Stephen, have tried to put a boot in my ass to get on with things. Jenna, do something. You should do stand up. You should do improv. You should do this. You should I, do that. I didn't even
1: tell you, I forgot to, I did do the improv course. Did I tell even oh, we yeah, talk that's about right, that? You yeah. Did. But anyway, you should was go it do good? it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't want to do that. Anyway, so um, I'm <laughs> it's glad a very specific genre of comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is, yeah. and it yeah makes me want to tinkle. Okay. Anyway, so um, I'm in the process. I'm I'm trying to get a new agent, and right. uh, I've she knows who I am. I know who she is. All she's she's just waiting for me to give her the stuff, a right? picture, a little, maybe a little real. How voice has this
1: How has this relationship come about?
2: Uh, weirdly, she was a customer at the cafe. This is years ago. Right, the, at the cafe because I've worked at the cafe for years. I can say that. Is this years is this ago. when I was there? No. Yeah. Okay. Right. Actually, or maybe shortly after. Shortly left. after I left. Okay. Anyway, she come in. And uh, I don't know. At first, I think I was a bit like, who is this weirdo? Because she'd come in and she'd be like, I would like green tea and may I have hot milk on the side? And
1: I'm, I mean, thank
2: you. Thank you, Steven. It's not like you're a tea connoisseur. People just know you don't drink green tea and milk. Barf. So I'd be like, I think once I tried to correct her, I was like, that's actually not a great idea. And she said to me, I know what I'm doing. And I was like. okay you know what respect
0: you don't
2: you don't know what you're doing but you you know what you're doing sure okay anyway and then we kind of developed and we had a you know chat 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 (laughs) time like a few weeks go on from this and it turns out she is the boyfriend's cousin oh wow yeah so bizarre she just came in one day and she goes are you jenna because i'm insert name here his cousin and i was like oh my god
1: such a small country
2: yeah very much so anyway so i think at the time she was doing some acting and then she left acting and then she started her own agency Ah. and she's doing pretty well like she i think she's getting briefs for like the crown and stuff so she's doing okay anyway so she's got a, a roster of people and she's she's met with me and you know said yeah i'll take you on just get me the stuff and so I need to get the stuff. So how
1: many years ago was that? Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> that was, surprisingly, just last year. Okay. And then uh, they... So the,
1: how did that... So were you, you talking, kind of going, look, I want to get back into it? Yes. I want to do... Okay, yeah. right.
2: And And I had an agent at that time who... She was fantastic, mm. but I, her focus was different, and yeah. it wasn't what I needed to be doing, yeah. and so I broke up with her, okay. which is really hard. What was that it's, like? Oh, yikes. I, yeah, I sent an email and just said, you that know...
1: That was this? She didn't go face-to-face? No, I didn't go face-to-face,
2: because uh, I'm a I'm a coward. I'm an emotional coward cripple. Uh, I just said, you know, thanks for the opportunities, but I think I'm." I told her I was getting out of the game i right. lied i lied and she you know she's very nice and she came back to me and said well if you're not feeling it you know i'm sorry to see you're going but if you're not feeling it that's fine so it was okay fair play yeah it was fine
1: i, I went uh i'm i i moved agent once and it was pretty horrific
2: was it <laughs> did they claw at you and try to retain you
1: no she just snapped oh which was a bit awkward to be honest with you Yeah. so the, it was it was a small office in town and um
2: God, what if it's the same person? It wasn't. No, no, no. no, 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 I hope
1: not. um, Yeah, (laughs) the same person who was nice to you. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. nice. She liked me. Yeah. Um, But because it it was just a sense of, like, I had just been picked up in acting a year previous, and... Um, they kind of took me on, and I was like, Oh, I don't know, I might go to college and all that. And they were like, Look, we want to sign you. But at the time of signing, and I was like, Hmm, if they want to sign me, and I haven't talked to anybody else, maybe we should talk to other people. So uh, anyway, I yeah. went with them in the end. Yeah. And it was fine, except for they kept, I was going down the film and TV route for a little bit of training. And they were like talking about their best client all the time. And he does this theater, he does that theater, right? You need to be doing that. And I kind of got fucking fed up of listening about it. Mm. And then I did the the, tr- the film acting course, and. Um, it went really, really well and they had a showreel thing at the end of it where they mm. got to see everybody and they were so proud of me then because my, my particular piece was really, really good and I was okay. very proud of it, still proud of it, it was pretty good and um, they were delighted but then you see interest came in from other agencies and I was kind of looking around Yeah, yeah. and I was looking, I, was, I had a little bit of conversation with uh, a big one in the UK and uh, I basically went in to them and I said look I'm moving on because I want to go with I want to chat to these other agencies in the UK and not be tied onto you and she I think she fucking she hit the, the the table at one point and we have guided you and we have blah blah and I didn't want to but, but you know I didn't want to uh to turn around to her and say, well, you actually told me to go to drama school and I went here. I went yeah. to the place you told me not to go to and you told me everyone's full of, you know, shit and this is how it's worked out and now I'm getting more interest. And so, yeah, anyway, I wasn't getting into that. I kind of just left. But the problem was there were, there were a couple, two women, there were a couple and one of them was kind of the receptionist and one of them was the agent yeah. and they were in two rooms next to each other. So I went. So you have to go through the reception room <laughs> yeah. to go to the other one. So I walked out and I was like, uh, see you later. And she's like, oh, well, what's, you know, and it was I was bright red and uh, the receptionist knew something was wrong and I was like, oh, fuck. Oh. So that was like... Uh, tsh- six seven years ago and I went to see a show in the gate where a friend brought me for a free ticket whatever and they were at the other side of the room and the casting casting director who actually broke me was with them and the casting director comes over and goes oh uh, such and such I said there's that little bastard (gasps) Seven years later. Wow. Isn't that so bitter?
2: That is so bitter. Yeah, As I got they'd... off completely easy. Yeah,
1: yeah. Wow. It's just a bit like, so there was no saying hello or, anyth- or any yeah, of that kind of crack. you're or... just a
2: bastard for the rest of your life yeah. in your
1: eyes. Because the UK agent thing didn't actually work out in the end, so I ended up signing for the big agency in Dublin, so they didn't like that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Kept it local. It, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, well. So yeah, anyway. Yeah, sorry. So... um Anyway, yeah, so broke up with first agent and then, yeah, just have to get together. So uh, the partner ran into his cousin there, uh, the person in question over the Christmas season, and they had a chat. And she was very kind and said, Look, there's no pressure, you know, just have Jenna get me a headshot, blah. So which is no the, biggie. Oh, isn't it? <laughs> over the weekend, we attempted uh because you know the partner's a filmmaker, he's not okay. not unfamiliar with a yeah. camera, yeah. and he's got like a big kit out camera right. thing. So we tried to do a headshot, and oh my god, Steven, like <laughs> just I mean, soul destroying. Yeah. Just looking at pictures of your face yes. when sorry you're just tired yeah and you see it your hair is flat your skin suddenly has some kind of rash all over it. you're like where did that come from (laughs) um yeah i looked absolutely terrible and he's there trying to light it with our light our house lights like our (laughs) lamps and it's it's oh it was terrible so we finally got one that's like you know what this actually looks good i look like an elegant woman of a certain age. And that's fine. Nice. People will look at that and think, she's interesting. I'll ask about her. And then we go and look at uh, the website with all the other photos of her um, stable of actors. They're amazing. They're all professionally done. They're like real headshots. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just in that moment, you're like, yeah, I can't use that. you know. So <laughs> after literally four or five hours of trying to put it together, and then your fucking face is about to fall off. So... And him going, would you not put on a little makeup? (laughs) And I'm like, I have on a little makeup. He's like, what about mascara? I'm wearing mascara. <laughs> Jesus. Just, yeah, like it was all a nightmare. Like we hated each other by the end of it. Oh, yeah, that's the myself, thing. Blah. Yeah, don't. It was very much a Von Stroheim Dietrich sort of situation. You're not going to get that reference. No, I'm but not. I appreciate but that, some, yeah. of <laughs> mm. some
1: of the listeners might. Some of the Jenna fans yeah, might. Yeah. But there's, I mean, I think the thing to be said about it is because actually, the ones that last time I did headshots, I don't know, a long time ago, maybe six or seven years, the ones that are on the website for my ages now for acting. Um is yeah, six, seven years old now at this day. Really? Yeah.
2: Shouldn't you be updating that shit? Yeah,
1: definitely. Well, I yeah. haven't done any been doing any auditioning, but I, I am gonna have to get a new headshot for, for uh twenty twenty. Uh-huh. Um but um yeah, it's just uh, it is a, like you got to understand. It, it getting the headshot done is a traumatic experience for everybody. <laughs> it's like why don't
2: I just try it's on horrific. bathing suits while I'm at it's it? It's horrific. Jesus. It's just it's just
1: nasty. Yeah, it's, it's just awful. Uh, it is and realizing that you look like what you look like. The thing I hate about it is that models who are, do fashion photography modeling. Uh, and then they get a bit into the acting game. They nail the headshots all the time because they know they what do. they're doing. Yeah, and it's all about. I've learned it's all about angles. It is about angles. Yeah, yeah. It's According like,
2: to my partner, never show my right side because <laughs> apparently it's completely unphotogenic. And dog, what are you yeah, doing? Yeah, now he's like, turn to your left, to your left. <laughs> turn to like, your left.
1: Even, more, <laughs> even more, even more, even yeah, exactly. more. The back of your head is I'm great. I am Linda Blair. <laughs> okay, this isn't right. Oh um, my yeah. god! But it is. Tra- it is a traumatic experience for everybody, and it's like. You're also trying to look interesting but look natural at the same time. And it's such a fucking... You just end up
2: looking like a wank. I mean, Jesus. It's such a wank. It's such a wank. Yeah, it's awful. So, anyway, I have no headshot. I'm going to have to... um, The partner understands. I have to call, like... A friend of mine who's a photographer and say just do this for me yeah i'm not going to give you any money but
1: is that um uh, horgan it I is yes. it's mr horgan yes yeah yeah, connor, yeah
2: so i'm putting it out there yeah you connor. better get me a headshot. do it connor
1: he does shoot some beautiful stuff he does yeah he absolutely does Is he still making film
2: um he's kind of stuff as far as i know now connor i'm sure you'll correct me if you listen to this but no, he's um, he's doing more photography. He's kind of right. doing art photography. OK, yeah, he's put um, on a few exhibitions.
1: Did he have yeah. an exhibition in Paris that I see that last year? Oh,
2: my God, you're so right. He yes. was living in Paris for a few
1: years. Boom.
2: Yeah, nailed it. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I think he's just moved back to Dublin. I just can't keep up with him. Uh, um, and he if, also lives up the street.
1: Okay, so uh, if he is doing those runs, you give me a bell and I'll just hop in and just for a Yeah, quick exactly. Oh my it? God, let's do them let's together. Do let's be it. a package. And say, deal. I'm not paying either. Connor or Jen's not paying. not paying. Yeah, I
2: know, exactly. We're we'll poor. Have to, we'll have
1: to give him chocolate or something.
2: We will. We'll just, oh, that's, that's weird. God, why does it always sound so weird for I us? I don't know. Uh, yeah, anyway, so. But um, it is
1: it, it's traumatic. It is, it is a traumatic experience. I mean, yeah. it's for anybody, anybody who looks at, you know, anytime. We're trying to do a family photo, for example. My girlfriend's like, "Oh, I look awful." Blah blah blah. It's like any photo is just like I can't stand it's myself awful. in any photo these days at all. Yeah. Either it's just generally like, "Fuck me," you can see time.
2: Yes, exactly. <laughs> I can see time and it's oregano just... and rosemary too. Yeah, yeah. And herb, the herb joke.
1: <laughs> herb joke. Herb laws with Jenna, who oh, likes wow. the herb. Oh, you never, you never liked the herb, really. You said before.
2: Oh, wait, is this a Marijuana reference? Uh, No, I never, I didn't do that sort of thing. I was never really much of a pothead. No. I was never a pothead. People always thought I was high anyway, so.
1: I was going to say, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) me too. (laughs) High on life, baby. High on life. So, yeah. 2020 is going to hold a little bit more acting for both of us because that's I'm going to put so. this way. Yeah. yeah. So, you're going to get these headshots done.
2: I'm doing headshots with the end goal being voice work. So, tell me how that works. I know. <laughs> yeah. You didn't
1: need to do a voice reel. I can give you a number for that. Although, oh, really? Yeah, yeah.
2: I will get that number off you. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. I did a voice reel a guy who was super sharp and snappy. Yeah, you get loads of work with your American accent. Yeah. People are going to love that. I hope so. And yeah. tell
2: me this when you did your voice reel, did you have to create your own content for no. it? No. <gasps> this guy
1: did all the work for it
2: fuck the fuck off I
1: le- literally turned up and he cause he um I had an old voice reel, to be fair, and he was like, okay, this is what your voice is good at, and this is what um, they didn't highlight, so we can highlight more of this. So he had all the jingles already done for oh me God. to to do along to, and then he had, and the the, the reel is actually very much shorter. It's only a minute and a half, but it's better because it gets through more stuff in yeah. a minute and a half. Yeah, yeah, um, and Okay, I want that number. Yeah, yeah so, okay. um, uh, yeah, he was great. Do they,
2: does he want me to do my Kate Hepburn? Maybe I should do Go Catherine. on, do that, do that. Now I'm gonna, now won't be able to do it. Steven, now tell me about. The voice real work now I just sound like Stephen Hawking <laughs> doing Catherine <You> Hepburn. Do. <laughs> just, that was terrible. Tell
1: me about the uh the uh, voice Uh-oh, work. Stephen, oh
2: Stephen, how I need to do voice work, but uh. I don't think I have much in way of range. <laughs> yeah, okay, that was terrible. I can do better. It's just that I'm nervous.
1: <laughs> it's uh I love voiceover. Work. I've done a few bits and pieces, and it's great just being in a booth because like they need oh we just need a bit more energy on that line. So you're literally jumping around in there, so it sounds like there's more energy. Yeah, yeah, and it's fantastic. Fun. I'd love to do cartoons. I'd fucking love to.
2: And you can show up in your jammies. Yeah, you just yeah. show me show up in your jammies, yeah. Nobody cares. Smoking
1: pot and just <laughs> going
2: The dream. The dream,
1: just oh like, yeah, God. I'm playing a little frog now or whatever. Like, oh, it'd be so much fun.
2: Um, can I mention you can make the eyes of death at me if I can't mention this, but I saw you recently on the uh on the old television there.
1: Oh it, yeah, uh, they brought a, they brought the old Borbea one back. Yeah, the Was commercial. That one? Yeah, yeah, if chopping so, chicken.
2: It was hilarious. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. Were you supposed to be like a good looking nerd? Like, a- I, I think it was
1: just nerd. I don't See, the- <laughs> Stephen, look, I, you know this
2: already. You're so good looking. I I thought You <laughs> can't be put into glasses, and then they're like, now I'm a nerd looking up chicken recipes on my laptop.
1: I find that hilarious. I genuinely find myself—I uh, mean, above, above average, okay, but just because of the well, the, because someone's of, proud. No, because <laughs> because of the South American look. But I don't like. I lived in London for four years, and any notions I had of being good looking, Lord, is like
2: oh well trust me you're doing okay for yourself (laughs) trust me listeners this one he's fine yeah you wouldn't kick him out of bed for eating crackers you know what i'm saying oh Oh, it's not nice eating
1: crackers and bread would be nice in bed
2: in bread (laughs) cat crackers in bread is yummy
1: did you ever play the cracker game where you have to eat as many crackers as you can without taking a drink no. Like you get a packet of Cars water crackers, right? Okay. And you eat them, eat them. But what happens is your mouth gets so dry. Yeah. That you need some moisture in there, but you have to keep eating the crackers. Okay. I mean, he that eats the most crackers, wins the game.
2: And what do you win? It's just uh, the honor of winning. Yeah, it's just honor. Was that before it. the internet, or <laughs> is that because of the internet? It's we tough to know. P- we
1: played it. I think it was. I think it was. Cra- yeah, it was crackers. We were stoned off our heads in West Cork. <laughs> I was working in a cafe there for the summer, and there was li- there was literally actually no internet. That's not even a joke. Yeah. So there's no phone reception, no inter- yeah, yeah, internet, yeah, yeah. and I just remember like just could not stop laughing, and we were watching some cartoon. I'll never forget some cartoon on YouTube that just kept going. Wee, woo, woo, woo. Oh yeah, it was a two-legged horse so somebody just puts on this it's a cartoon that somebody's just drawn a horse that just has two legs and it keeps r- just running uh-huh. and the sound is woo,
2: woo, 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 woo,
1: and that's it and you were it high keeps going and you're high and, and you ca- stuffing your face with crackers you can't stop laughing <laughs>
2: wow those are tr- those were truly the salad days
1: <laughs> that was the summer i started acting yeah that was actually when i got called by that agent we were jumping off um the pier swimming and i got this phone call i was a voicemail saying uh you want to meet this casting director tomorrow? I was like hitchhiked up to Dublin. <laughs> oh my
2: god! Did you, I hope you got the crackers out of your mouth by then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's what got me the
1: part. <laughs> yeah. <They loved> <laughs> <that>. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I'm talking to you. So it's just voiceovers you want to do? Are you going to get them into more acting? Or? Um
2: Well, no. I mean, I suppose I could do acting. It's not like I haven't. But uh I, yeah, I don't know. You, you really to get in front of the camera, you have to feel secure to a certain degree yeah, physically a certain
1: amount of comfort all right
2: yeah and it's not like i'm i have a problem being on a stage or getting in front of a camera but yeah i think i'm really programmed to think like oh yeah you have to be a skinny svelte bitch to yeah and you don't
1: i no, know of course, you don't. you don't but it's also fucking at this stage of the game and you're seeing especially the nordics making it, it's just boring at this stage you just want people yeah, being real themselves. people. Totally. There was everybody's sick of straight teeth and 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 six packs and
2: <laughs> Well, I'm afraid I do have some pretty You've fun got good teeth. American choppers. Got, got <laughs> yeah, I got that going for me. But uh yeah. It's just
1: interesting people, man, these days. Yeah.
2: I mean, although I do think it's funny, you know, um Melissa McCarthy, like she's yes, amazing. Amazing. She, she's a great physical comedy actress. Mm. And she's also like a great actress in general that thing that she did with uh robert who was it richard e grant about the forger anyway she's lost a lot of weight oh did she yeah she did lose quite a bit of weight That's
1: disappointing
2: and rebel wilson who i also like quite a bit because she just doesn't seem to give a fuck about anything she's Mm. also on this weight loss thing and i'm a bit like jesus it's not like we don't talk about the diets and getting the beach body and all that but there is something it's it's like well Do we all have to lose weight? You know, can't. I don't know. It's a tough one because it's like, it is healthier. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just going to
1: say that maybe they're getting to the point where, like, oh, maybe I should be looking after myself. Because it was the same with Ricky Gervais. When he got to a certain point in his career, comedians started taking the piss out of him. Then I was like, oh, you're skinny now, you know, because he was a lot. I mean, he's not skinny, skinny, but he's a lot skinnier than he used to be. Yeah. He's definitely. Like when he was on the office, he was, you know, he was adorable. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it. Yeah, you're right. It, yeah, because if it is healthier and they have the time and the money to be able to do it, a little bit, it's just like, That's yeah, it. why wouldn't I?
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, we all want to look great and feel great. And yeah. Jesus, if you can just pay someone a lot of money and say, yeah. here, take care of that for me, do yeah. it.
1: But I, I was I was watching Maya Rudolph again there recently. I'm like, there's somebody who's not, you know, going for the whole oh, skinny. But she's, but she's so exactly because she's brilliant. Yeah, She's just a brilliant actor. You want to watch her. It's just what she is that yeah. you want to watch. You're not thinking about what she looks like. No, it's but just she's her. had
2: like four kids. and she's, Yeah, she just looks know, like a normal person. She does. Yeah. And she's still really attractive. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, she's so hot. So yeah, she, she's so got hot.
2: the curves in the right places.
1: Yeah. Mm. And it's her eyes, isn't it? Her big brown eyes. Mm. And, uh,
2: yeah, no, she's... A, I was
1: looking up and her. She's half black, half Jewish. Yeah. Because her a,
2: mom was... Uh, what's her face? Um, Minnie Ripperton. Uh, she was a singer, right? Uh, and she she has a song you would know it. It was from like the '70s. Uh, I, I won't sing it because uh, she her mother had one of those crazy voices like Mariah Carey, where she okay. could go like seven octaves oh, or something. Right, right. Anyway, yeah, that was her mother who died very young of breast cancer oh. when Maya was just a little girl. Oh dear, I know, sad. But uh, Maya's fine. She's married to Paul Thomas. Yeah, Anderson. she's doing okay. Yeah, Jesus, get was, over I it. I was
1: watching her on that show on Amazon Prime Forever. Oh, I haven't seen that. It's a bit odd, yeah. But I, I kind of it was, it was weird. one of these things. Inez was like sitting there not saying anything. She was saying to herself, "This is shit. Why is he watching this?" And I was like, "Just shut up. I'm not in the mood. I'm just like I'm just I'm watching this thing." But it was one of these things I was just kind of letting happen. Yeah, it wasn't particularly interesting. And it's kind of like these guys died, but they end up in the same kind of suburban America. Anyway, it's just kind of this picture of the afterlife type thing. Wait a minute. Is this
2: The Good Place?
1: No, it's called uh, Forever. Oh, sorry. So yeah. So it's probably a very similar concept. There's, that's another that. one. Yeah. yeah that um, she's in. Weirdly. Oh, is she? All right. Yeah, okay. she has like
2: a small, like a reoccurring cameo. Ah, okay. Anyway.
1: But there are a couple anyway, and they both pass away, and they end up in this weird afterlife that looks like the suburbs of the US, basically. Oh. But uh, it's super clean and super... Uh, it's really shot cinematically. So it's only mm. half-hour episodes, but it's super cinematic. And I was actually more watching that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was watching the way that was being shot. I was yeah. watching the tone. I was watching the, the listening to the moods and the sounds. And I, Like, I wasn't particularly interested in that. And I didn't particularly like the characters, actually. Yeah. But as a piece, it was like it was interesting to watch, you know. It's like watch, watching an art installation in some ways, you know. It was like mm. super nice of that. But anyway, yeah, you should just get back on get yeah, back on auditioning and what is it that's that's what i want to know jenna as you raise your eyebrows here what is it that's stopping you what's
2: the what's the obstacle um yeah you know you just what is want... it
1: that your therapist would say is stopping you
2: ugh well fear laziness uh but also it's just yeah you don't want to fail but the truth of the matter is you have to fail you got to fail to win i have um, i
1: have a theory go on that success is being able to take more shit hmm. It's to take shit and keep going maybe is probably yeah the, the way of doing it is that like anyone that you've seen is successful at what they're doing and i don't mean financially or they've won awards or any of that stuff i think kevin barry the writer who we talked about in a yeah. previous episode previous episode he said um his success for him is that he's still doing it yeah and i thought that's brilliant
2: Because it is
1: so tough to still do it.
2: It is tough because creating something can be really crippling. You know, in the in the one sense, you do feel an amazing sense of accomplishment. You feel you've birthed something. Yes. But it's also you've put it out in the world, and uh, people are critical. People say things, and it is devastating. Yeah. It's like they've just taken a sharp stick and poked you in your most sensitive place. It is really hard to keep going and it's completely understandable why sometimes you get people who are like, they're everywhere, you know, they're just like these bursts of light and suddenly you see them all over the place and then they're gone Mm. and I don't think everybody's geared for it, you know, some people do have to drop out and say, whatever, I'm going to go be a music teacher or something Mm, because, man, it is devastating, but you're right, I think success is like... You're devastated, but you come through and rise like mm. the phoenix. So yeah, and you create again.
1: And it's and it's sometimes it's like, what is it that you want to get from it? Because like, I've definitely come to a place in in my, I would say, creative life, which has gone through many different forms. I would say that I've come to a point where I realize that success for me is been is creating something. Mm. And it, that sounds uh ridiculous in some ways. And to have gotten like cause I started my first ever creative output was writing songs from my early twenties. So I'm coming up to the, the old mid thirties now. And I've finally come round to the point of kind of going like, I need to, I need to be making stuff. Mm. That's what I personally need in order to understand my own existence in order to be able to, I need to be able to express myself and yeah. be able to say something, which acting didn't give me personally. Right. In a lot of ways, um, but I still like to do it sometimes and blah, blah, blah. blah. But I think by going into acting, Alone in some ways, I was like, oh, I'm not creating something. I'm not necessarily getting to express myself truly because I have to tick the boxes for the director or I have to do, yeah. I have to play this part or I have to, you know, all, all manner of different things. But with the stand-up, I had, I had control of my creation. Yeah. And with writing stories, I have control of the creation uh, of it. And a genuine re- uh, realization for me in the last year, that's what I need to be doing in order to feel the satisfaction. And that's success for me. Mm. is is the the making of something you know yeah Um, and and sometimes it's you know you you obviously have that because you have a want to get back into the acting so maybe it's it's success for you is is to be performing do you know Mm -hmm. what i mean yeah you need to perform
2: that's it i think yeah i do need to perform
1: (laughs) because i don't need to perform yeah and you need to create i need to create yeah um i can take or leave the performing element of of things and uh and a lot of people, don't, a lot of actors didn't get that when, when I kind of said goodbye to acting for, for, for an extended period. They didn't get that. And I was like, I don't need to be up on stage there. I don't yeah, feel that. Yeah. like oh, You know, I've, you, you'll talk to some actors who, who are like, you know, I don't give a fuck if the audience like it or don't. I'm there fucking letting this out and they need to do that. And I'm, I'm, and I'm different to that. But maybe that's what you have. Maybe yeah. you, you do need to perform.
2: I mean, I am curious about that idea of theater and doing a thing over and over and over week after week. That's kind of alarming to me because it becomes, uh, it'd be difficult to keep the energy in that, you know, it can get stale. Like I have done theater. I did a lot of theater when I was a kid and that's why I didn't do it anymore because I couldn't. Because you could see that. Yeah. And it was like there was a lot of boring time. (laughs) There was a lot of downtime. Yeah,
1: huge amount. And it's. I ended up smoking full time when I went on tour. Well,
0: there you go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, that's just it. Like you really have to be disciplined. Uh, but I th- I like the idea of something being more kind of like a burst of energy or a burst of creativity, a burst of performance that is unique in itself. Mm. Um, Capturing
1: something in the moment.
2: Exactly. That's a huge part of it. Um, I always think it's very interesting when I think maybe we talked about it on the show before, but about American actors, comedy actors, as opposed to, uh, you know, British comedy actors. The Brits are so traditionally trained, Mm. you know, there is, it is that kind of posh school, drama school stuff, but they do a thing, and they do it over and over and over, and it's so refined, and it's perfection, you know, Mm. it's just, um, it's a multifaceted jewel, whereas the Americans they do it and they do it different every time there's a, there's a greater sense of improv or play about the whole thing. And I love that idea and you get it in performance. It's not just actors, it's musicians too. You know, Tony Bennett, when he worked with uh, Amy Winehouse, and I think this was in the documentary, I'm not saying anything incredibly, you know, profound here, but He said the thing that he loved about working with Amy Winehouse was every take was different because she had to bring something to it each time and to make it unique, to make it because she didn't want to get bored with it and he didn't want to get bored with it. And he loved that about her. And to him, that's what a real musician was uh and i just yeah i that's think a real
1: artist i think exactly yeah For me, that's and what I'm, art is you know
2: and i'm really interested in that that moment of just yeah bringing something unique something different to it each time i don't know what the fuck that is what that medium is but you know i'm interested and in you
1: do it. i think you well i think you do get it in film and tv acting because when they're doing it take after take after take you do have the opportunity to kind of go um find something new in in, in every moment yeah. in, in each take. Exactly. Where, whereas with theater, like, I know they'll all argue. <laughs> but when you're <laughs> on a long run, it's just like, there's only so much you can do of yeah. doing the same fucking thing because you have to deliver the show. You do, yeah. You have to, you have a responsibility to deliver the, the writer the writer's words, the yeah. writer's show, what was meant by that? What you did for six weeks in a fucking rehearsal room, you yeah. know that moment of instant moment of finding something. You're not. It's not your responsibility to find something new at that point. It's it's, it's to keep to keep it alive and run the show. Yeah,
2: exactly. You know? And it's it's also about the fact that um, unlike film, there's no editor in theater. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can do it ten different ways yeah. on film, and they'll find something. Mm. And the editor is going to, you know, uh, most of the acting is done in the editing room. Mm. Whereas with theater, you've it, it is a different kind of acting yeah. and it's just the focus and bringing the emotional intensity or whatever it is and and sparking off your, you know, fellow actors on the stage. That's hard. It's hard to oh, make yeah. it all go.
1: Absolutely. So um, they, yeah. they th- I, th- I heard about um, I think that's what De- uh, Scorsese loves about De Niro, because I've just heard with the Irishman coming out and all that recently um Conversations about how they, the two of them would work on set because they've worked so much together, mm. and the re- realization of it of Scorsese constantly going great, great. So what, what what else will we do? Is always the thing. It's never this is seeing this. Is what I really want to hit this. I want to hit that with the It's always like what else will we do? Yeah, and he'll do it a million different ways yeah yeah how else could we play this scene we've got time let's play well, what else will we do I'm
2: Scorsese yeah, I've yeah, got yeah. all the time yeah. in the world budget <laughs> yeah. budget budget yeah
1: but he's going yeah. but, 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 but that's why he's so excited by De Niro it's like what else can we do here and he'll give him something and, different and De Niro sorry that's the other thing is yeah. because De Niro does it different every time that's why he's that's why they love working together Because because they're finding that that creative moment all the time yeah. they don't know what's going to happen next Yeah, but they trust each other's artistic instincts to be able to go and play around and do, do different things and that's what excites them uh, yeah. in it and that's you know and not all film like the Coen brothers would not necessarily be like that you know everything is so structured for mm. example with what they do because they write a specific way and what they do is great but you have to work within those yeah, the but, confines of what it is that they're doing? You know? Again,
2: the like the base material there is always so strong with yes, them. Yes, exactly. Uh, and they they do have you a have real to, vision. Yes, you know? not that Scorsese doesn't, but yes. it's just the you know their vision is kind of down, down a particular to particular lens. Everything you know?
1: what's, yeah, everything that's happening in the frame is just like so. Yeah, Killian um, Murphy actually said that that like maybe that's why they work with a lot of actors over and over again th- with the same actors uh, sometimes because. They know that that actor knows how to work within this. Yeah, exactly. And it's like Wes Anderson. It's the same thing. He's working with
2: the same stable of actors. So, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm looking for the stable. I'm looking, (laughs) this horse is looking for her stable. Okay, cowboys? I don't know. I got nothing. Yee-haw! Jenna Logan is
1: on (laughs) the horse. Um, (laughs) Or is the horse. We're not quite sure
2: where (laughs) she's going with that picture. You just call me a horse. So
1: (laughs) So, would you like it to be acting? Because I mean, voiceover. I see what you're saying, but voiceover mm. is definitely that's a little bit of a cop out, if you ask me, Jenny. Yes, oh, it'll, thanks, be, it'll be. Good. I didn't, but okay. But, <laughs> <laughs> well, because you, if you do the voiceover work, you'll get work. That's great, and you'll get for me voiceover. Unless you were getting, I mean, voiceover work is about ads, isn't it? And and radio.
2: Yeah, it can be. Yeah, I'm willing. I'm willing to start there. All right, I'm willing
1: to start. But there. I mean, it's good money. yeah
2: i mean that's well that's the other thing too i'm no spring chicken here well you're not steven yes actually speaking of
1: spring chickens (laughs) no
2: but speaking of me in my particular age i don't know if you saw this but just in the past week or so i could not believe my eyes when i saw this i was on the guardian website and there's an article saying people statistically are at their most unhappiest at the age of Forty seven. Oh. How old am I?
1: That's disgusting. Forty seven and Who posts I was like, that article?
2: And I'm thinking to myself Who writes
1: such an article? Who how and did very that? Very dare
2: you, the Guardian. So I'm looking at that going, Am I unhappy? Oh my God, I must be because statistically it yeah. says But yeah, so then they interview all these people and they talk about how yeah, when I was forty-seven, because you know people are in their sixties, I was very down, and my life hadn't really come together like I thought. Did they it was. say
1: that forty-seven when they're forty-seven like they were, they remember point two years? Oh, <laughs> well, when I was forty-seven point two, I wasn't yeah. feeling right. I mean,
2: thank God I'm past the point I, mean, I didn't even know what point. I was doing at
1: whatever the last year with thirty-three point two. God,
2: <laughs> yeah. So I mean, for our younger listeners, I'm just saying, look out, forty-seven is coming hot and heavy down your neck. So on the on the flip bad. side,
1: <laughs> sorry about but that. On the flip side, Matthew mcconaughey in one of his uh, recent interviews for fucking the gentleman coming out said his favorite decade of his life was his 40s really yeah he okay. said it's like it's no you just really start to zone in on that well maybe i should be saying, he was like you just really start to zo- zone in on the things that you want and fuck mm, off all this stuff was that you he also want.
2: living in hawaii yeah, like on his own private I beach <laughs> i mean <laughs> yeah, I'm sure yeah exactly yeah and probably getting stoned every day or something yeah, yeah him I and uh, hugh grant feel is funny good. in all
1: those interviews because uh, Matthew McConaughey is like literally. Are you are you ever happy about anything? He's like, not not really. No, no.
2: He's grumpy. <laughs> he's such a grumpy fucker. Yeah, I love it. I but there there was a thing on uh, in December on the BBC or something, and it was a little documentary about Hugh Grant, and he was interviewed, and it was just about his career. I mean, it was kind of a puff piece. Yeah. But we watched it because we love Hugh Grant, and uh, it was hilarious because he is a grumpy fucker. Like he's really like that whole self-effacing thing, yeah. And he's he, you know, essentially was like, I don't know why I have a career or yeah. had a career. I don't know why people still hire me. Because he
1: started off in voiceovers, wasn't that how he got big? I think. No, uh, no. what did he do? It was something like no, that.
2: No, he did a comedy thing. Right. There was a thing that he did when he was at wherever the fuck he was—Cambridge or right, Oxford okay, or something—and. Yeah. He had like a a comedy thing with two other guys and they took it to the Edinburgh Fringe. Right. And it blew up okay. and they got like a TV deal off of it and they did some sketch shows. So, yeah, he did like heavy sketch comedy in the <laughs> beginning. I
1: had no idea.
2: And then who cast him in his first big film? I think it was the film Morris, which okay. was based on an Ian e. Forrester book about um illicit love between two boys.
1: Illicit love. Yes. Homosexual. And it,
2: homosexuality. <laughs> and he played one of the guys with um oh what's his face? The blonde Willby. James Willby. Is that his name? Okay. Anyway, he would have been a big actor at the time. Right. And uh I think that was his breakthrough role. Right. Because yeah anyway, so and then he got four weddings and a funeral and, and then was was like, he was like yeah, boom.
1: Um
2: why are we talking about Hugh Grant? Because there's forty-seven. Yeah, forty-seven.
1: Forty-seven. Yeah, I think it's you know. I mean, I had. I did write about it today. Actually, that I, I am. I have. a am Journal. To, to grow. To grow. It's not a word. <laughs> daily journal. I have. Oh, you must know her. Um, I have been advised by a writer to do to journal every day because you'll find a story and you you'll be surprised about stories you'll find from just something that you've journaled. Oh, my God, I've forgotten. I did an online course with her. Joyce something. Short story. Writer. This is fucking... I'm going to pause this because it's embarrassing. One second. Pausing. Pausing. Joyce Carol Oates, yep. sorry about that pause yeah, there, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah. I'm not even going to edit that out, fuck it, I'm an idiot, but anyway. <laughs> but she was saying, yeah, that if you uh, by journaling at the end of the day, you'd be surprised where you would find huh. a story there okay. and kind of like, you might find a line or something and take that line for a, for a walk and mm. that becomes a short story. But I've yeah I've definitely grown a dis- disdain for all these lists and for because for example I was trying to write a joke I don't know how funny it is but the thi- I'll be the judge the, of that. The, well, Go the on. bringing together of the theory of how the Irish Times did a, a a piece in one of their magazines recently of the fifty people to watch out for in twenty twenty right. <laughs> Like watch cou- out for why like they're it, gonna
2: spit on you or what's yeah exactly yeah, like yeah, watch but it's like, out in but what, it's, what it's, sense it's all
1: these up and comers in all the different all right. fields you know and I'm like that coupled with the fact that the month where most people commit suicide in right is that a good article to be yeah. writing excellent point Stephen <laughs> I think excellent the, point that's what I'm kind of that, that's here's what I was writing you're
2: not succeeding yeah, in this already exactly. depressing look at month. all these
1: people that you need to watch that are doing uh, better than you oh here's another re- there's 50 reasons to go hang myself is the uh, way I, I want to fucking make are it 47.2?
2: Well, give it
1: up. Yeah, yeah. Um. Here, yeah, exactly. Are you 47? <laughs> well, you know, you know it's the worst year of your life. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is the point? Of th- and I don't think they think, like, January is such a shitty month for people. Why are they, why are they I, fucking writing should all this all shit? all
2: puppies and sunshine. <laughs> yeah. That's all they should be writing <laughs> sh- about this yeah. month.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and there's 50 people to w- look out for. It's like, it's pathetic. It's like, you know, five actors that you've never heard of, five sports people that you've never heard they of. never will again. And, and exactly, it's just, it's just fifty. Pe- I I think that's what I wrote. It's fifty people that are you're we're never going to see in the newspaper again because yeah. you're just trying to make content for this week.
2: I'm telling you, if you ever end up on one of those yes. lists, you might as well just consider your career dead in the yeah, water. Yeah, totally. Because it's I, d- not I think going I did right
1: anywhere. after that. On the other hand, I, if they want to do a feature on me, I'll absolutely. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> I'll take it.
1: But it's total. But yeah, these lists are. I think that. But that's the thing. That's. That's the context that I think we should be getting better at looking at and kind of going, because you just naturally compare, and you naturally go 47.2. And guaranteed, mm. you could write another article on the on the amount of people in the world that thought 47.2 was the best year of their lives.
2: Yeah, I probably wouldn't be one of those people. Well, but it's however, not the worst. It's not the worst, it's however, true. No, I think generally speaking, going back to what Mr. McConaughey was saying about yes. his uh, 40s, uh, I mean, it's not terrible. I shit. If you're not comfortable with who you are in your forties, you might have be in trouble.
1: No, that's what, I, that was part of what he was saying. You're not thinking about who am I or kind yeah, of exactly. All
2: of that. I'd I'd say actually your twenties are kind of terrible in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, they're like your teenagers, aren't they?
2: Oh, they're awful. You think you know everything. Maybe your thirties are the worst because then you realize what a fool you were <laughs> in your twenties. Oh God.
1: Oh God, it's another alarm for the baking. Sorry, we got to pause and we're back
2: <laughs> and we're back hi nothing happened nothing Two to see pauses. I've never been I is that
1: ha- the boyfriend alarm that he's coming on
2: yeah, exactly <laughs> boop, boop, clear the building uh, no that's my weird oven that you have to like put the timer on to get the oven to go oh and yes when it's I know done, those ones I don't understand how to turn it off and then it just goes like randomly an hour later oh, anyway isn't they're, that fascinating they are
1: so weird they are
2: ovens so who would have guessed 40,
1: 47 I mean like it could be a funny goal for this year Mm. To prove the Guardian article wrong.
2: I'm having so much fun. Every day is a roller coaster of fun. <laughs> um, or I could just turn 48 and get on with things. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Which inevitably, fuck you know, that article. Touch wood. Touching wood. I will. So, yeah.
1: So this fine. year is going to bring loads of acting and loads of... Do you, you must write. I mean, the amount of books that you read and you don't write anything?
2: No, I don't. I never
1: seem to have any paper. Um,
2: yeah, no, I don't really write why don't I write? Because, uh, well, I'll tell you why. And I know you will roll your eyes and groan I don't have Microsoft oh. Word on my um, computer. But uh, you wouldn't do, like. I I'm don't not, understand. Like, I, how, do I, how do I do the
1: righty right? Do you not hand handwrite at all? Um, Th- that You've got a big whopper, lovely Mac there. Yeah, that I know. That surely but that's has the BS. pages on it, doesn't it? No, you're but that's. N- the oh, you're the not boyfriend. allowed to use it?
2: I don't want to. That oh. seems all kind of overkill, doesn't so it?
1: So what do you email me back on?
2: Oh, I have a laptop shoved under the couch there. And there's
1: no writing contraption on that. I
2: can't figure it out. Right. Yeah, it all seems a bit much. Anyway, um, Also, I don't trust it because, what was it, about two years ago, I actually did go on a little writer's retreat. Oh, cool. Yeah. I went out west. I went out to Westport. I rented a place. I was there for a week by myself because I had a little project I was working on. Nice. And they had the, you know...
1: Was this your one-woman show that you did? Well, no, it wasn't. It it was a new one-woman show I was
2: going to do. It was a character. I was Mm. very excited. Based on a real person, I'd done some research. I was going to write some stuff. And uh, I was in this little cabin and... I did this online Microsoft Wordy thing that wasn't in my computer. It was on the line. You know what I'm saying. You know, it's not like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So I did it and I got got a few pages and then I never saw it again. I never knew how to access it. It just seemed to disappear. That's why I don't like things that are like cloud-based or... They're not like on my fucking computer.
1: Oh, it's there, with, but that means it's somewhere. You just have to learn I how don't to access know it. Where it is? God anyway, damn it! It's was it, a, it was a, a, a one woman show again. Yeah, I had
2: this idea about this woman, um, which I'm still protective of, so I don't want to say anything because okay. then people will be like, "I'm going to look at that." That's a great.
1: Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah.
2: So, but it could be amazing, and it could be fascinating, and it could also be a lot of work. So maybe I'll just sit here and eat. Sauerkraut. Yes, <laughs> I'm like <laughs> insert food item here. There we go. Um,
1: it's definitely about starting small with the creative stuff. Yeah, I've got a friend who was recently uh, talking about. Um, he was asking me questions about like how do you do a blog and all this, and how do you write this and how do you write that, and I was like, I don't know. Like he was asking me questions that I was kind of going, well, you can Google this shit. What's going on? And then, I, and then it was like, oh, you want to write? So he's he's reading some short stories and. He wants to write and blah blah. It's like cool. Just you know, just start. And then he was he was sending me pictures of like the pages that he'd written. You know, kind of like look, I, I wrote this today. What I'm like, I'm fucking busy, man. You know, I got. The, I don't need to. But then realizing that he was like, oh, don't tell anyone about this. I'm like. What it's like? It would be less of a deal, you know. You're making such a big deal. Yeah. Of it. You're not coming out, like you know. It's not. <laughs> oh,
2: it's, I have a friend, and he's written some yeah, pages. Yeah. Have, Can I you I believe have, it? I have a
1: friend, and he's writing. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like what? Mm-hmm. Um. So it's weird that all the barriers that you we put up creatively, and again, yeah. when talking about success, it's it's like the, you know, every success, well, every successful writer knows that every unsuccessful writer does know is like the hardest thing is getting to the. Getting from you know what what you're not supposed to be doing to sitting down in front and and writing and yeah actually, it's just that's doing literally it. the hardest thing yeah about there's writing.
2: there's a million reasons why we don't do something and you know a lot of times why aren't you doing the thing because maybe you just don't really want to be doing it I mean yeah. that's it yeah, if yeah. I wanted it anything bad enough I'd just do it yeah I mean I kind of want some ice cream but mm. I probably won't do it <laughs> 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 I'm not gonna go out and get ice cream it
1: doesn't seem right
2: anyway um, so the, yeah, yeah
1: I think it'll um. I, th- I would like to see, well, at least the headshots. Yeah, let's, Get let's the headshots. start small. But, but, sorry, that was the point I was making. Sorry. It should all be small steps. It should be every day small, achieve this today. Because yeah. I went on a fucking wormhole. Wormhole? is that, I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Let's do it. I well, mean, I don't the, want to
2: go down anything that my, has worm and hole in the title. But, but like, but, yeah. one,
1: one thought today was like, I didn't do X, say for example. Okay, so say I didn't I didn't write a joke today for example say if that was my worry and then all of a sudden the wormhole can be like you didn't write a joke today and you didn't write a joke yesterday and you've you've got an hour to write for the next six months how are you going to do that and and then how are you going to pay for this and and it just goes yeah and i had to catch myself and it's hard but you have to catch yourself and kind of go what's today what can you achieve today yeah what's the small thing that you can do today that contributes to the to the so yeah Get the what's you know, it could be just making the phone call. Yeah. Writing the email. Yeah. And it's all and rather than thinking about the big fail all the possible fail the amount of possibilities of failures that we put in front of us without even having it's ridiculous well you're it?
2: absolutely right I mean because any nothing is uh, achieved by thinking in that massive nothing. way you have to take the small steps uh, that's how
1: Liverpool are winning the Premier League and I, and I know that that is <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: and I am nodding like I am aware of the what those words mean
1: I know but it's uh, it just came up because they did say that in the interviews yesterday they're like 16 points ahead there's nobody's going to catch them <laughs> she's looking the other way and mm-hmm. but the answer was that they're, the commentators are going to them like you're going and win the trophy at the end, and, all, and they're literally going. Why would we change what we have done to get here? Why would we change our thinking now? We literally just think about the next game. That's yeah. it. Why would we change? Well, so true. And so, and they've they've literally, I think they've won. I don't. Know, they have they, in a calendar year. They haven't lost a game and they've won sixty something games. It's and ridiculous. this is lacrosse. This is soccer. Soccer.
2: <laughs> yes, I see the soccer. But
1: that's the same. I think the same thing. With, like it's nothing. I mean, you're able to read a book. You you fly through books, for example. Mm. So I don't know if you set goals within that. It's like I'll read twenty pages there or whatever. I don't no. know. No. But with the creative stuff, it's all about doing that. It's just yeah. Kind of no, you do. You have to tiny, I mean
2: I, It's like I've done it in the past. Th- I'll do it again.
1: Yeah, and it's like you, I I know what you're doing, which which we all do is like you're worrying about the Oscars. That's what you're... pretty much. We can't yeah. even get, we can't get off the couch because we're worried I mean, about the Oscar speech. <laughs> I
2: I cannot write anything because what the fuck am I gonna wear? I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know what my dress. <laughs> what is What am gonna I gonna wear like? at the Oscars? That's yeah. why I can't write. A, That's write why anything I not write my act Oscar winning screenplay. And the only
1: reason I'm su- suggesting writing is because um because that would get you to do acting then or whatever. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Um, One leads into another. Would you do sketches?
2: Another. Would I do sketches? I don't know, like at a carnival or on a pier. No, like say <laughs> ske-
1: sketches for like film sketches for YouTube or something like that. What are the? I don't know. Like what that Dave McSavage, like you know the Savage Eye. They're yeah, s- they're just sketches. Oh, like okay. I put on TV.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, I suppose. No. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Now I'm I'm feeling uncomfortable and now I become inarticulate. Um. Anyway, Oscar picks any?
1: Uh, mm. Changing subject. I didn't, uh, I don't think I've seen everything that's a possibility. I think everyone's raving about 1917. I haven't seen it yet. No, I haven't seen that. Uh, uh,
2: is, that is that a single shot? I've, is that yes, what all apparently. the buzz is? Yeah, my, we, my brother said that, yeah. I don't understand. Hasn't that been done like 17 times at this point? Has it? I don't I, know. There's a Russian arc and there's that big scene in Atonement.
1: Right. Well, I mean oh yeah but the whole film is one shot yeah well, russian apparently. Ark was one oh, was shot it? yeah but well, i, I mean, suppose
2: they, this is more ambitious in some ways yeah, i don't know
1: you're going yeah, i mean you're sh- just going into film acknowledge there that you're just mm. blowing our listeners out of the water i'm sure yeah but what i mean i don't even know i think jo- is joker up for stuff because it won't joker the 11 oh yeah, really didn't it get for 11, 11
2: nominations i didn't i didn't think it was that good well or. i did think it was a bit overrated
1: yeah, I think it was massively overrated. Mm. I think Joaquin Phoenix is way better in the Master than he was in Joker. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, he, he is better. amazing in he New was Joker, amazing. Yeah, Joker, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I don't think it's that great. I don't think, and I think what didn't make it that great was the writing. I don't think the writing in the film was that great. No, a
2: bit of a pastiche. That. Yes, yeah. Um, and then what else? Marriage Story. If you watch that, no. it's on Netflix.
1: Is, what's is that? Uh... Adam Driver and Scar- oh, Joe. and Scarlett Johansson. It's about the breaking up. Yeah. Thing. No, I didn't. It's
2: on Netflix. Okay. It was like The Irishman. It, it had a theatrical yeah, release yeah. and then
1: showed up on Netflix. Is The Irishman up for Oscars? Did that win at the yeah, much of the Golden Globes? Yeah, it
2: is. It is up for Oscars. Right. I don't know what of other stuff too it'd Thanks. be cool
1: if joe pesci won something wouldn't it
2: it would be that poor guy yeah jesus uh yeah he should win and jojo rabbit Yeah, are you gonna go see that
1: i heard it was amazing i will go see that yeah Yeah, i'd like yeah. to see
2: that um the only
1: thing i saw recently was was uh the gentleman the guy richie Oh yeah um which it's not really an oscar field is it i don't but think so.
2: <laughs> i don't know you never know yeah. these days you never know no indeed not um jenna yeah. because
1: oh. i don't know we uh, you know we've come to the end and somebody's put leo burdock chips into my head and i think i'm gonna go do it
2: all right then get your chip on
1: okay. <laughs> yeah girl. and i love i didn't mention before but the hammer and chisel on the fireplace <laughs> is that for breaking <laughs> up the briquettes it is it's, that's a such a clean way of doing it it is a clean way is that your idea
2: mm, i'm gonna have to give that one to the, to the lover yeah yeah mm, lover i <sighs> don't know about that
1: okay <laughs> jenna Logan, ladies and gentlemen i thank you <laughs>